You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. CFOs and controllers, there's a better way to manage cards, expenses, travel, and reimbursements. You need a unified spend platform from Brex that lets you control all your spend in one place, automate compliance, and close the books faster. Get started at Brex.com. Welcome back to Why I'll Never Make It. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and today is the final five questions with myself and Charlotte Cohn, as well as a profile on this week's Women's History Month Broadway pioneer, Vanette Justine Carroll. Now, this is a bonus episode covering five questions that we didn't get to in our previous conversation with Charlotte Cohn. Today, Charlotte talks about the one role she has yet to do and how Meryl Streep inspires us all. So if you could have any job outside of the arts, what would that be? I would be a linguist. I love languages. I love them. I speak four of them. And I love the art. Danish, Hebrew, English, and, and Italian. And Italian. I started studying because was my that teach- from opera? Yeah, my teacher at the time he said in opera they rarely tell the opera singers to learn the languages that they're singing in. I think that would be a good idea, and I was like, yes, done. Um, so I studied Italian, and I got to the level that I became fluent. I love languages. I just love. Uh, how the history of them and how one language bled into another because these people conquered these and it's just it's fascinating Mm -hmm. to me i love all of it and i would probably i and i think i mentioned this but i learned um in undergrad uh, teaching english as a second language and i love that i love teaching people languages and, and the immersive style of it i just all of that. That's Love what it. I would do. Yep. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so number two, what's a bucket list show or a role that you still have yet to do? Yeah. I don't really know that I have one. I the, Here's the thing. I don't think it's been written yet because okay. I love new work. It used to be Medea. <laughs> but now, <laughs> okay. honestly, I don't want to work that hard. Yeah. But that's the one. That's the one. I think it's like the height of like how as a mother now, uh, yeah. it, it's like how do you convey that? Like killing your own children. I Oof. mean, that's a big. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so no. So your children are safe. Yeah. yeah for no, now, no, no. we don't yeah, know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. <laughs> um, the number. I three. am a method actress. <laughs> you need to experience yes, it. Yes. Right. Um, well, number three. Who do you look up to as a as a mentor or someone that inspires you? 
Well, I got to say, I mean, my forever person is Meryl Streep. Like, who does not look up to that woman? Yeah. I remember... She's, she inspires us all. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when The Devil Wears Prada came out, and I was performing... I think I was in Happy End at ACT, and I went to see it in San Francisco. And I remember walking out with my husband saying... I will never be able to do that. What she does, I don't think I can ever do that. And he was like, well, you don't have to because you're not her, (laughs) which was the right thing to say. But as I was in a show at the time. But I just think she does something. It's some kind of juju magic. But really now working, I, I specifically appreciate the women in our business who have had longevity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the studio, we have Ellen Burstyn and Estelle Parsons. Like that woman... I mean, I have the honor and pleasure of working with her personally, and it's just, she is unbelievably inspiring to me. I bet. And what the stories she tells about Roseanne and and, and other stuff that, that she's done over the years, and just the longevity, the ability to, you know, people like Maggie Smith or, you know, all the, the Helen Mary. They're, they're like walking masterclasses. Yeah, it's yeah. like, how did you do what you did, and how do you continue to do it? Because I'm not generalizing but i'm going to generalize that men don't go through this the way that women do Mm. we have sort of like the hot young thing and then there's a small death sort of around 40 where people go no and um and you know we live longer (laughs) so chances are (laughs) that we're going to be around around. before more you know but it but that thing i always look at those women go hmm that those are exciting to me and that i look up to those people absolutely yeah well, name a, a lesson or a trait, something that you it took you a while to learn or one that you're still working on to this day. Leave it in the room. And leave it in the room is about all of it. It's about auditioning. It's about directing. It's about producing. You did, you created, and now it's time to move on. One of the other big nuggets that I got doing the seminars at CTI was producers who talked about once you have an opening night, start working on your next project. The lesson for me, as I keep learning about what makes me happy in this business of ours, is to be able to diversify, much like investing, is that what makes me happy is working on several things at the same time Mm -hmm. and to be involved in every aspect of this business as I can and teach as many other people as I can of what I've learned. Because I think it's so... Actors, especially young actors, who are like, oh, I really want, I really want. I was like, get a hobby. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You like to swim, you like to knit, you like to play basketball. You know, and those who have families, remember to give the love that you need to give to your families. Be a a human first and then an actor. Yeah, exactly. Create your crew, create your team, create the people that you go to who Mm -hmm. will lift you up and not drag you down. So that's sort of like, that is my, that is a lesson. Leave it in the room. And it's hard. Auditions especially, I think it's hard. I think you really have to do those. You know, you, yeah. you, you have to like do that audition, whether it's hard or something, and then go get, you know, a dollar pizza. Yeah. To, to like feed your soul yeah. in another way. And it's especially hard when you're doing musical theater stuff and you have to learn new songs. And then no matter what you do, you're about to fall asleep and those songs and the song keep, is back. keep going. Yeah. But that's really, if you can learn to do that, and I have been able to do that for the most part. Also, I don't audition as much anymore, but when I go in, I'm like, okay, that's over. Now I can concentrate on the 15,000 other things I'm doing. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. So last one. I, I mean, and you've already given like 17 already, but oh, what's God. the best advice that you have oh. gotten? Oh, so that's like, oh, what I just did. God <laughs> darn no. it, I got it all so, wrong. No, no, no but, but now, now you have to come up with something else. Ah, a good piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep exercising, honestly. <laughs> well, honestly. You, now, who was it that actor. told you this? Well, uh, actually, that first uh, opera singing teacher that I had, uh-huh. he said, learn, learn the languages that you're singing in for opera. And he goes, and you need to swim every day. Swim a mile. Do you like swimming? Swim a mile. Because for opera singing, it's, it's about breath support. And when you swim, you really, you really increase your breath support ability. Yeah, that makes sense. Because you hold your breath and you, you know, it's, and you fight against water. The whole thing, it just helps endurance and all of that stuff. Huh. Yeah. That's yoga it. helps flexibility. So guess what I do? The only exercise I do is yoga is and swimming. Yoga Til and swimming. Till this day, yoga and swimming. And I think it's very easy when we're acting is to not do all that stuff. And with my daughter, even now, she goes, well, but I'm acting. Why do I need to exercise? And I was like, it might Ugh. seem like you are. Because listen, they move around, they dance, they jump, and you feel like you're doing things. But once you get into the show run, mm-hmm. and it, you're actually not doing as much as you think you're doing. Well, and and also there's something Depends to be said. on the show. <laughs> right. There's also something to be said, especially when you're singing, is that... You you sing the same songs and you sing so so say your, your high notes in A say say you're constantly doing that but then mm-hmm. you're not working your lower register right. so then when you're done with that show now you, you need to be ready for the next show and you have right. to sing down here and you and yeah. you don't have it exactly. so so you're constantly having to work and exercise those yeah. parts that you're not keep doing ex- in a yeah. show absolutely if you're a singer you have to keep going to lessons you have to keep vocalizing in a way that's different than the show that you're doing absolutely right. but exercise also it endorphins and it helps your head because in our business because it's feast or famine Mm -hmm. when it's the famine time the danger is sinking into you know depression Mm -hmm. and if you keep your body keep keep you know stretching exercising etc it will help you yeah because because they link exercise physical activity to to the happiness the the endorphins that kind of come from that the Mm -hmm. more positive uh, energies that come from that yeah uh, I think that is the number one thing because I've seen so many friends uh, and what I've learned from the people who have longevity is um, that they have exercise in their life and they have a team of supportive people, like your your clan, yeah. your clan of people. Significant other is great, but also, you know, close friends, family, people who will be there for you. Not only when you're getting the lead in, you know, Hamilton, but also when you're, you know, not working at all. And instead of being like, hey, what's your next, what are you doing next? Don't you love that? <laughs> like, didn't right. I just do that? Mm-hmm. Like, the church and state, I think, just opened. And people were like, what are you doing next? And I was like, didn't I <laughs> like, just I literally... <laughs> spend two and a half years putting this thing up? Oh. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Woo! Now I need to go stretch or Right, right, swim. right, right. Stretch out. Exercise those other muscles. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. And speaking of health and taking care of yourself, this week's Women's History Month Broadway pioneer was actually set to pursue a career in medicine. But that little voice inside of her kept tugging away until she found her place in theater. Vanette Justine Carroll was born in New York City in 1922, 
but she did most of her growing up in the island nation of Jamaica. And it was there that she was instilled with a mission of accomplishment, classical music, and her mother's dream of her becoming a successful doctor. But since she didn't like the sight of blood, she opted instead for a pursuit in psychology. And so once the family returned back to the States, she went on to receive a Bachelor of Arts degree from Long Island University, and then two years later, her Master of Arts from New York University. She then continued her schooling by enrolling in the doctoral program at Columbia University. By day, Ms. Carroll worked as a clinical psychologist at the New York City Bureau of Child Guidance. And by night, she started studying acting with Lee Strasberg and Stella Adler. Ultimately, this dual life couldn't continue, and she had to make a choice. Thankfully for the world of theater, she chose the stage. But at this time, in the late 40s and early 50s, there was a shortage of roles for black women. And so she created a one-woman show consisting of poetry and monologues from the classics and toured the U.S., England, and the West Indies for several years. After that tour, she came back to New York City and was a member of the faculty of the High School for the Performing Arts, where she taught theater and directed productions there. And then in 1967, Ms. Carroll formed the Urban Arts Corps, which became a member of the Black Theater Alliance in New York City and was supported by the New York State Council of the Arts and the National Endowment for the Arts. Urban Arts was a fantastic training ground and a platform for a series of plays under her direction, including the acclaimed Don't Bother Me, I Can't Cope, with music and lyrics by Mickey Grant. Other notable members of this Urban Arts Corps, James Earl Jones and Cicely Tyson. Through the Urban Arts Corps, Ms. Carroll demonstrated the ways in which city, state, and federal programs could collaborate with directors and educators to benefit aspiring and underserved performers, which was the mission and the reason behind her creating the theater company. And after workshops and developments, the musical Don't Bother Me, I Can't Cope finally made it to Broadway, making Ms. Carroll the very first African-American woman to direct on Broadway. It was met with critical and audience acclaim and lasted two years on Broadway. The New York Times declared Don't Bother Me, I Can't Cope a successful marriage of politics and theater with a more polished veneer than the theatrical politics common to City Hall. Don't Bother Me, I Can't Cope was nominated for four Tony Awards, including Best Musical and Best Direction of a Musical. But during this time, she wasn't just directing and leading a theater company. She was also appearing on stage and television and films. And she even received an Emmy for her appearance in Beyond the Blues, which was a dramatization of works by African-American poets. But by the time Don't Bother Me closed in 1974, unemployment had reached 10% in New York City. And Ms. Carroll was frustrated on being a Tony-nominated director who was unable to pay the rent on her own theater space. When asked about her greatest artistic need, she replied, quote, for the money. But never one to give up, Four years later, she reunited with Mickey Grant, the composer, and produced Your Arms Too Short to Box with God, 
This musical earned three more Tony nominations and was a gospel-infused adaptation of the Gospel according to Matthew. All of Ms. Carroll's work was about the reaffirmation of life and people. The common stereotypes of African Americans at the time led Carroll into creating and directing new works that positively and artistically presented people of color presented people of color in theater and in art. And throughout her work with the Urban Arts Corps and her Broadway productions, her primary interest was to give voice to African Americans and Latino voices, minority communities that had been culturally and artistically silenced for many years. After leaving New York City, she moved to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and she founded a repertory company there bearing her name. She continued to produce and direct until the day she passed away in 2001. Vanette Justine Carroll, actress, playwright, director, and innovator in the arts. Thank you so much for joining me in this bonus episode of Final Five Questions and for the third Women's History Month Broadway Pioneer Profile of Miss Carroll. Join me next week as I talk to Tiffany Coyne, co-host and fun sidekick on the game show, Let's Make a Deal. So why don't you and I make a deal and see each other next week on Why I'll Never Make It. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.